This is Michael Oku, and you are listening to Wrestle It. Hello, and welcome to All Elite Listening, where we're all in on AEW. I am MX Sharp, and I am joined by Libby. Hiya, how's it going? How you doing? <laughs> what a couple weeks it's been since we recorded. It sure has been. Just the two of us today, huh? Yeah, just the two goblins going at it. Goblining. <laughs> the two goblins, the two goblins. Uh, Alex Alex couldn't make it for a reason, so I've usurped his throne. <laughs> yeah, Alex, how dare you be doing something else? I would never do that. I would never do that to this podcast. I would never be um, not Mm-mm. here or like join at like a random time. That's so weird. <laughs> I could never, ever do that. Um, of course not. So yeah, so to get us started off, let's uh let's talk about the uh Kenny's last couple of singles matches, his last couple of uh of defenses. Well, uh, this is I think uh this is actually the first defense is Kenny versus Cobb. I, I think it's it's been because we've seen Kenny doing singles matches, we've mm-hmm. been like, oh, the, he's defending. No, he's not defending. This is the first defense he's had the belt for three months. This is the this first is the one. First defense. Right. Just, I yeah. guess I, I I forgot that he wasn't actually defending a belt against Vikingo, but I do want to talk about uh Vikingo. Yes. If only to just say that like that match is so awesome. <laughs> you know, that was a title match with no title. You know, like it was <laughs> the stakes were were so uh I won't say high. Because you know there wasn't there wasn't much into it, and we can get into the whole. It needs to be a story thing. We don't need to get into that. Actually, um, I don't think we need to get into that. But uh, the it felt in the intensity of the match was very present in in their bodies and the atmosphere in the ring, um, mm-hmm. and like that was such like even just from the get go there was that 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 buzzing feeling uh, that just felt so so good i th- maybe it's because you know we've been kind of tuned in and been expecting wanting to see this match for a year right. uh, but the energy was so right the energy was so right for that match like they were both in such a it seemed like they're in such a mindset to be like let's put on an absolute fucking banger i feel like they wanted to do the title match that they couldn't do when kenny was so yeah. injured you know what i mean yeah i feel like that was yeah. the mindset they went into it with and it was just like it was just like gorgeous like absolutely glorious is it was it like i I can't remember the number excalibur said it was like something stupid like a 630 when he like jumped from like the outside did the 10 million spins onto the table i was like holy shit it's a 630 i think i doubled it (laughs) I think so. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was a lot. It was too many. Vikingo yeah. has this thing um, where he like uses uh, the middle rope a lot as a springboard, mm-hmm. um, and like and like the ways that, like whether he uses it like inside outside, like he does that in very creative ways, and like that's something I actually haven't seen very much of. Although I will admit that I don't watch a whole lot of lucha libre, so maybe it's mm-hmm. more common in lucha, but I haven't seen it in like high flyers like in the states or in japan nearly at all so it's like always so cool to like see how much he constructs those moments and like how unique it looks and i mean it's like 
such a massive props to Vikingo for being able to take his style and adapt it so well to TV wrestling into like that AEW space like that it's not easy you know the Lucha Libre style is is it's fully charged like moves with velocity pacing that that is constantly moving it's a lot out of the ring you know and to take that that comfortability that that skill that he has that's his his home you know and put on such a good tv match with that you know this wasn't a pay-per-view this didn't have the room that to breathe that you know big matches can have on pay-per-views this this had to have a structure and this had to work through an ad break and this had to have uh you know it had to rise when the people were watching uh and he fucking did it and it was great and it was like man what a treat yeah it was such a treat it was such a treat of a match it was such a glorious debut for vikingo i'm like so proud i'm like so happy for him i'm excited to see more from him and uh you know kenny looked incredible in that match so it was just like good stuff all around it's like what did they say it was something like 500 days since his last singles match something like that something like that something like and we were like he's been having loads of singles matches he hasn't he's just been busy as fuck he's just had a lot of matches but they've not actually been singles matches right Um, right this was yeah last singles match in AEW. it's so crazy to think about like he's been so busy from the moment he's been back until the time they were not busy and everyone was sad it's been so uh moving so it's kind of worrying with Kenny in a way just because we know kind of of the injuries that he's gone through but it's everything's yeah. moving so fast and he's doing so much it's it's kind of crazy to think about I'm and- like I'm like kind of in awe watching him move um, I know lately because like he's just like like and like before like the matches that Kenny was putting on were amazing they were classic they were incredible but like just like the he's just moving so differently and it just looks really good and he looks great and I'm happy I'm happy that you know he's he's feeling a little bit better and and he's got he's got a little bit more in the tank at least so that's for sure And it is so fascinating to watch, you know, the the classic Kenny Omega style is born out of vertigo and needing to work around injuries. I mean, the one winged angel came from a shoulder injury that, that right, be, yeah. like, you know, he couldn't do courts wrath anymore. So he developed the one winged angel and then, you know, he developed this style where he gets up and down and has like the, the, the fast paced sections and stuff out of this need to get up and get down out and in again. Uh, and it's almost like there's another style Kenny is now adopting for his other injuries, which is tragic, <laughs> but like an incredibly like uh, impressive thing to watch evolve, like to see someone adapt in that way and still deliver intrinsically who they are, what we want. I think people have always struggled with you know i remember at the beginning of aw i say this all the time but everyone was like where's the best belt machine and it was like oh my not God. here okay this isn't, this isn't him right now and you have to be okay with that like and it's not sustainable and it's not always the the right person to be and it's kind of like it's a, it's like a new new era of kenny i feel like since he took that new japan belt i was like okay we have to prepare ourselves now because there's a new kenny in town there's a new yeah kenny, yeah a new wave there's a new thing coming and uh yeah it really and, feels like he's hitting his stride on it now yeah and like what you were saying about like 
you know how his how how his style like kind of adapts to his injuries i think it kind of um highlights his skill as a storyteller like for me storytelling is kind of all about the the challenges and like the workarounds and like how you craft a story with restrictions Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, you know, his skill in that is to be able to, all right, here are my restrictions, here are my advantages, like, here's the story that I can craft for, uh, through that. And and he's very good at that. So that was really exciting. And speaking of New Japan, we had the first <laughs> defense, the first defense. Now- of the belt against Cobb. <laughs> I have seen some, I hate to, I hate to say it, I've seen some discourse. It sounds like so lame. Anyway, I've seen a lot of thoughts on the Jeff Cobb-Kenny match. And I also have thoughts about Jeff Cobb's promos leading up to it. But I am very curious, how did you feel about the match? Uh, what what were your, your feelings and your thoughts uh, from it? I, I really liked the match. So, yeah, so I like I I like I heard like the rumblings of the dis- I'll just use discourse whatever. It, like like we, we will <laughs> It's the right word, treat, but it just sounds We wrong will treat it use. we will treat it with the dignity that it deserves. Yeah. The discourse. The um so I've heard rumblings of the discourse from across <laughs> the way and I've been, you know, trying to stay away from the discourse as much as humanly possible lately. Um, Everyone which should. Is, Everyone should. Which is difficult. You know, like I I I really like Jeff Cobb as a wrestler. I really like Kenny as a wrestler. I really mm-hmm. like the match. Like I don't know. Like, you know, it, like it wasn't Kenny Vikingo, but like few things are. <laughs> <laughs> so true so true i i felt like um the first sort of third of the match there mm-hmm. was i don't know communication errors a pacing something i don't know it just felt a little off because like the 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 other two thirds of the match i loved especially mm-hmm. like when they really started going like back and forth and something felt a little off sort of I I totally get why Jeff Cobb was kind of no selling the punches and stuff he's meant to be an absolute unit but there was sort of an emptiness in his face that kind of made me feel really weird about it and and Kenny was ragdolling hard and as he should you know he's he's putting over Cobb there uh and I it just felt a bit eerie and i think going i think that first part of the match and like that first i think it was picture in picture and not an ad break um uh-huh. like it, it really felt like the uh, cob didn't know where he wanted to go what he was doing um and uh, hey i'm not a wrestler so maybe i'm completely wrong but it just fell off and then it picked up and i was like oh yeah this is this is what i wanted uh and i really well- like vt they did beforehand i thought that was that was handled quite well yeah yeah i mean like the thing is right i think i i try not to get caught up in a lot of those sort of granular details so i guess that's why i didn't really pick pick up on it um the thing is though kenny's talked a lot about how difficult it was for him to trans uh transition Mm -hmm. over from the from the new japan style to the north american tv wrestling style and like having watched a good amount of both those styles like i understand why like it's a very different vibe the pacing is very different the time like the 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 time limits are very different like a standard new japan match is like 20 minutes like at least yeah and like that's just kind of and like you know you're the main event so you've got like that 
kind of uncertain time crunch, you know, if something goes a little over, like that bites into your time. So you can't necessarily like really solidly call the match beforehand. Um, So, you know, I that kind of stuff doesn't like really super bother me um i just like i just i i didn't mind Cobb doing the no selling because it, like he's kind of like that you know what i mean and you know he's kind of a monster heel in new japan and kenny ragdolling is fun and it's not gonna hurt kenny none oh <laughs> yeah no i it's definitely <laughs> definitely i would say a harsher jeff cobb showed up for that for that yeah. match then in new japan like mm. I mean, they like they uh they're rough and tumble, but the the New Japan fans love the United Empire. They love them so much. They 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 very much sit in sort of the the babyface zone, and it was definitely like a, a colder, meaner cop. And I mean, he has been turning that on of the last weeks. Um, I just got that that weird feeling at the beginning, but I I really enjoyed the match. I think they this match needed to happen. It had been so long. Yeah, set yeah. This dash um do and you, i did find do you think do you think that perhaps your um your exposure to the discourse may uh, and like <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned that you were into a lot of those promos which i didn't really hear any of them uh so you mentioned you were into a lot of the promos that that cob cut do you think that maybe kind of like affected like how you read certain things in the map no because it was a feeling i think i had more than anything like mm-hmm. it was sort of i felt it and then it caught up with me which is pretty much how i assess most most things <laughs> and then i go back and i'm like what was that what is that move called or whatever you know um, <laughs> yeah 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 because people had told me well they hadn't told me but i'd seen it people were like no nah, i'm not into it that the whole match wasn't great and i would definitely not agree with that uh at all i i just I think it i just think the the first third just was it was warming up you know um but i do um i i knew this match was going to be a banger i thought it would deliver more but that's not necessarily a bad thing i think i just love jeff cobb and i just love kenny omega so i was like it's gonna be fucking amazing i probably over yeah yeah yeah. i do i did find jeff cobb's promos leading up to it very interesting he was cutting these promos backstage and it kind of lent into this uh, i hate to say his name cornette-esque where you know he was you know he was doing like this high school bully bit which i don't think is necessarily bad it's kind of goofy and stupid which i kind of love right so i i'm like yeah go for it why not be be the high school bully uh but it kind of went to this place where it was like you've never played sports and i was like classic thing people like to you know riff on kenny about you're in the drama club and i'm like okay and then he starts saying like you know he he was auditioning to play juliet and romeo and juliet and if he'd spent more time doing x he would be y and i was like Mm, this sounds i don't like that a Twitter idiot going off uh, using misogynistic, sexist, homophobic language uh, as a way to quote unquote cut a promo. Uh, can, we, can, can we as a society move back, uh, move away, <laughs> like move remove back. from us? this 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 thing about and it happens with the bucks too but like it's almost a lot of times worse with kenny can we as a society just like stop with like ooh 
feminine stuff wimpy <laughs> stuff right exactly right like one of the one of the reasons why i went so like ice cold on christian was um in the uh in the build up to their uh to to jurassic express's match against the super click and wow. like what a time and 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 like he like he did like a lot of the same stuff Mm-hmm. And like call them out for like I don't know like pink pajamas or whatever, and then the yeah. box came out in the pink gear, which I really enjoyed that actually. Yeah, but yeah. like I just like I like that's not cute. Like it's not cute. It's not like doing anything. Like it's not like burying your opponent. It's not saying that like you're like you can't you can't turn to Kenny Omega and be like you dressed up as Jasmine one time, therefore you suck as a wrestler like that doesn't make any sense exactly that doesn't make any sense this is kenny fucking omega so like don't do don't do it you sound like a dick (laughs) exactly this is what i mean i was like jeff i love you you are so good at wrestling i can't believe he would do this personally i I can't believe he would do this to me personally i love him so much I wish the cat, I'm like doing a severe head bob side to side right now as I speak. Um, I am, <laughs> I, I, I was like, this is, this feels wrong. Uh, and I was like, Jeff Cobb's still great. I can let it go. You know, no I one's can't, perfect. I can't, I can't and then, pl- listen. And then, <laughs> he, then, and then... Cut, he cut this promo, uh, I think the week before saying, you know, there was a lot oh. of backlash to my promo and whatnot. And he was like, and all these Twitter trolls going off. And it made me realize I don't give a crap about Twitter. I don't care what people say. And Twitter trolls are stupid. And I was like, you, you cut the Twitter troll promo of the year so far. <laughs> like can't you can't you see what you did is just replicating that same energy you don't like it right you think it's stupid but you ex- so fed into point. it that's the point i love Cobb, but like i love Cobb fully 100 percent for his in-ring work i have never been into Cobb promos i have never particularly been into his character work especially since he turned heel like he turned heel for um the the united empire or whatever which was crushing for me at the time because like i thought he was so like sweet and charming as a baby face Mm. um and then it was just like okay so like why did you do this and he was like you're asking why i did this you're still asking why i did this and i'm like oh, yeah babe, really, I that, that was a really good this? jeff Cobb promo impression i have to say <laughs> i was transported to my like twitter feed watching his backstage comments it was incredible there's money to be made here i bet you need to set up a cameo under his name with like the worst pixelated image you can find of him from maybe like four or five years ago so it barely looks like him um yeah it's like your new business to take off as a jeff impersonator anyway i just think jeff cobb you're so good maybe if you paid attention to drama class a little more maybe you promise would be your better i don't know uh, maybe take your own advice. I'm not sure. Um, I think that's a yeah. fabulous point. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm. I really don't know who the next defense will be. Perhaps uh, Will Kenny Two at Forbidden Door Two Electric Boogaloo um, mm-hmm. is is the next conclusion. I don't know if they want to go there yet. Uh, but I, I don't know who would be next to challenge for that belt. Um, they're certainly 
was not time for anyone to do the classic New Japan style of come out. I would like to taste your mm. belt, please. Because the BCC came rolling in to a very Brian, sad and lonely Brian day. Danielson. Brian Danielson, like, almost gave me a heart attack. He took <sighs> years off of my life for that moment. I thought he was turning babyface by helping Kenny. Like, the last thing that I wanted. <laughs> I didn't want it. I didn't want it so bad. I have never been so relieved to watch somebody attack my fave. Um, I... So thank you, Brian Danielson, from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate yeah. you. I uh, I can't <laughs> even imagine a world where those... It's not like... It doesn't uh, make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not like the magic of like, I mean, t- bad bad comparison because these two have insane chemistry, but like the Kenny Okada tag team was like, what? Uh, that, it, would not, it would not be that feeling. It would just be, what? 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 Uh, and it may, I, I'm actually happy to see him back in the, in that group. Um, I, I, I am too. Like he, he really wandered off and like, like I, like, I really like him in that group. I think his energy, like as a heel in that group is really good. Oh, perfect. Um, he's a fucking nutcase. Okay. And they need him in there, like to take it over the edge. He's He's so good at it. He's so good at it. So like, why wouldn't you? So like, I'm, I'm super glad I'm, you know, I'm super glad to, to, to see him back with that, with that crew. Um, and like, and, and, and that's, and that's great. And I, I am like cut that we didn't get an actual for real house of black feud with the See, where exactly like it, it, it really feels cut. like that uh they're in this situation now where you know there's the four of them there could be four of the elite uh you know it, it very much mm. is like okay this is where we're Let's going not get too crazy <laughs> and um i've seen uh a lot of people talk i don't know when blood and guts is supposed to happen but a lot of people are like oh the elite versus bcc at blood and guts i'm like well when is that because i don't think we're gonna i don't think uh, yeah, anyone's yeah, yeah. gonna start like making daisy chains and plant each other's hair anytime soon in the exactly, elite locker exactly. room um but uh how 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 what what do you think who is in the trios division for the house of black because i was just like okay they're gonna they're probably gonna run this back now they're gonna actually set up a program between them this wasn't mm-hmm. the end this was the beginning but clearly it was the beginning middle and end all in a couple of weeks so like where where do you think the the house of black the trios division goes right now i think um I think that they would have a lot more time to go anywhere if MJF weren't getting 17 minute long promos every goddamn week. Oof. Oof. I I actually really like the four pillars one and I realized it's because it was just more than MJF talking. There were other people there which uh made which meant he talked less, which <laughs> I enjoyed. I uh, so my thing with MJF is I think I like him in small doses, I think. Like yeah. I I still enjoy him for the most part as a character. Like I still like there's a part of me that still loves him. But the thing is, I can't run the risk that he's going to say some shit that's going to ruin my day anymore. Like I can't do it. So I didn't listen to the four pillars promo because I can't I'm not I'm not letting him I'm not giving him room to do that to me anymore. 
You know what? You should um, do that for yourself because he gets roasted, and it, it may bring you some joy in in return. Some some valid it. points like, are said. I don't need MJF to be roasted. I can roast him just fine. <laughs> we have MJF roast at home. Okay? Yeah, but doesn't it feel like, good to hear everybody in the crowd to enjoy and like really. get behind the roasting? No, because like here's the thing, like it's wrestling, right? If MJF mm-hmm. is getting roasted, like that's not MJF getting roasted. That's MJF like having a storyline and being on TV and being in front of people and being a part of like whatever. Like yeah. it feeds into the thing. Like I don't understand this philosophy. I guess like maybe I'm like my brain is just broken in this way, and I think about things too much on a meta level. And like that's not just wrestling. That's like how I do everything. How MX but, is built. Yeah, but like. I don't understand, like, this idea of, like, you want so bad for the heels to get their comeuppance. Because, like, a heel getting their comeuppance is, like, a heel being successful. Like, that is Mm. a successful heel. Like, I don't care about Jeff Jarrett getting his comeuppance. I want him to go away. I want him to stop (laughs) wasting my time. I want him to stop pulling Uh... in people that I like and making me like them less because of his presence. I don't care about his comeuppance. I don't pop for somebody else taking his guitar and then putting it through his own head. Like, I don't care. I don't like him. Go away. And that, like, that's how I feel about, that's how I feel about MJF too. Like, yeah, okay, roasting MJF. Like, cool. Like, we all know it, but like, he's still here. He's still champ. He's still getting three times the screen time that Hangman ever got. And I'm yeah. not happy or and half the matches <laughs> it's, right, it's, right and actually i like watching mjf wrestle i i think he's actually he knows himself very well and he does his storytelling quite well um and i i didn't like him when he was like dabbling and being a face for a while like that that his style of wrestling then like did not did not hit for me um but that's just me um but uh what I I do think if you like, man, I just I want him to be better. And I don't know if this whole four pillars thing is is how that comes out. I think it, it, the other the other guys involved, I think, are gonna raise their bar. But you kind of want your champion thing. to do that as well. Yeah. I mean, God, I'm poo-pooing a lot of things. We have we have things to talk about on the list that I'm really excited about. I'm like not a huge about the four pillars thing. We all know how I feel about MJF. I've talked about how I feel about Jungle Boy, which is he had a fun uh, and interesting gimmick, and then he had to be a serious wrestler, and now uh, he's he bores me. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, true. This is the most interesting stuff he's done in done in a while. Um, uh, yeah, Darby. You know, I just like never really got over certain things with him. Um, and so I'm just like not super about him. And then mm-hmm. Sammy. The less <laughs> said about that, the better. <laughs> I would like to talk about like let's just like clump all of the things that I don't like in one, in one, in one thing. Yeah. Get it get I it. Wanna... Listen, it's not a perfect product, you know? It's not a perfect product. Yeah, world. yeah, yeah. I just want to touch briefly, um, because I was so high on the originals versus outcasts storyline mm. going into the pay-per-view. I kind of just like want to touch touch on my disappointments. Uh real quick, just real quick. I 
I could have been okay with Ruby turning heel. Um, the minute she cuts a you people program uh, promo, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> like you people didn't like support me. You people weren't there for me. Like bitch, yes I was. <laughs> like it's not my fault. <laughs> like, like it's like like the thing is like don't blame the fans for like Tony's booking, yeah. right? Like don't blame us for that. And, like, I just, like, I don't, like, I hate that. So, like, that's not compelling heel work to me. I think I think there is a way that that could be compelling. I think there is a way that, like, her frustrations about, like, how far she's gone or not gone since she arrived in AEW started bubbling out. Like, yeah. I think that there's a way to do that and a way to make it interesting. This wasn't it. And I am upset that, like, I feel like... We speed ran a promo, uh, a, a program with her and Willow that we mm. really could have spun out into something special. We really could have, I think. But like that match that they just had was not earned. It did, like, it should have hit. It should have hit. It had all of the tools. They could have, you know, run them as baby faces for a little longer. Yeah. Like, they had like three tag matches together. Like, relax. Like, my favorite tag team has been a tag team for 17 years. Like, I'm not moved. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate. It's yeah, it's a moment wasted, really. Like it it yeah. didn't. I I agree. Watching it when like Ruby was kind of mocking Willow, it was kind of like, uh, well, I don't think they were that close anyway. So like, it could have been good. It wasn't. I would have really. Uh, like watching the pay-per-view like after she did her betrayal ruby um mm -hmm. she kind of had a look on her face where she wasn't quite sure she looked uh almost you know a little bit dubious of of joining the outcasts and i thought oh that's interesting like it's that not just the root ruby's in the outcast now i would have loved to have seen ruby have to fight that feeling or understand where her alliances lie what she really needed um right like what what does she want to, does she need to be this person to get what she wants uh but no it was just she's in the outcast now which it, which is fine i really think uh soraya and tony are uh, really great really great pairing i really enjoy oh them together you they have what? found the their feet i'm I'm so happy for Soraya because yeah. I remember when she came back to WWE and she had her like trio going on and I can't remember what they were called. It was it was something that did not hit and like it just didn't work. And you she so desperately wanted to be a heel and have her her faction and it just didn't work out. And I'm so glad that it's it's happened here and it's it's happening so well. Slotting Ruby in, I don't know right now. It's it's a bit forced, but I mean if they, I'm a bit, if they, I'm a bit upset before, with her about the yeah, I'm a bit upset with her about the you people promo, but like I can get over it. And like at the end of the day, like I am still happy that we're doing a storyline in the women's division, and I am still happy that you know we're seeing more screen time with them and that it's like cool and that we have something other than the belts. So I am going yeah. to let's choke up to I'm, a win. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to I'm gonna let it play out. I'm gonna let it play out. But I just want to I do think I as well. Go on. Oh, I just wanted to like circle back because like I was so mm -hmm. high on it earlier and uh, my opinions have changed. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I think that kind of you you people moment from Soraya was 
kind of it was what was kind of needed to push Brit into that babyface position because mm. she has been a heel that I think is so good at popping the audience and so good at game reactions that it kind of gave not that this is bad in any way we love we love our mixed intentions we love you know wrestling alliances and feelings do not need to be a binary but I often Mm -hmm. thought it undercut the people she was supposed to be facing um sometimes I felt like man Brit is so good at this and she can really like she can really like get the crowd going or, or whatever and I was like man I just really wish that the timing was different in a way that allowed the face to kind of meet meet her at that point you know sometimes I felt like yeah she was so good those moments were robbed from what was supposed to be her face opponents and kind of all the love was on her and hey she is you know she is she is she's very good at, at what she does and she fought for that um and I think like it needed that kind of mildly obnoxious nudge from Soraya to get her to that point where she was like a fully fully fledged face which I think is something she's really wanted from the beginning and and, you know what they went for in the beginning and then everyone was like no it's annoying um so it's nice like uh, one thing I noticed about (laughs) AW was that probably from like this time last year uh all the faces are heels and all the heels are faces now like everything's kind of a little Everything's gone topsy-turvy in this time. And it's very interesting to watch how different people are or how different people are not. In a way. Like the feeling's the same, but the person and their actions are different. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I do like I do like how like Britt kind of like has like an edge to her, like even if she's kind of yeah. more of the face side. And I also like really appreciate the fact that she's like kind of taking a little bit of a backseat because like Britt fatigue was real. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I think I hope that she continues to do that for a little more like until the division is stronger and then you know you know i'll be happy when she's you know back on the top as she inevitably will be but like i mean i'm glad glad is jamie hater we have talked about her and yeah her and rio that match is gonna be so good oh my god i'm so excited for that i'm so fed by that uh like it's like i think she is she is so good um yeah that like just dis- disrupting that right now would would be yeah we can't a disrupt crazy it. move like no this is the strongest it. the women's division has been like yeah i would say uh and now say that the true demo god Riho is back it's only gonna get better yeah people, yeah. people speaking of Rio. yeah speaking of championship runs that it would be crazy to interrupt when they're at the height of their popularity <laughs> uh, <laughs> so ftr versus the guns huh i am so tired of talking to people who don't like the guns i'm like yo i'm sorry no, I, I, like oh, I, oh, I like the guns oh i like the guns yeah and i know that you're i'm i'm you're um i'm I'm getting into it individual obviously (laughs) like an insane insane individual the guns are it like they are on fire right now i love that i think i think for a lot of people I think a lot of people are really down on the gun club right now because uh, especially them being champs uh, because of what they signify. Um, yeah. I, people just and... didn't expect it. People just didn't expect They've been the, the pennies, the goofballs, the, the think... staples of backing people up for a while that people were like, these guys can't be champions. And it's like, oh no, 
these guys can't be champions. It's two things, right? It's interrupting the acclaimed um, uh, in like their crazy overrun, which was stupid. It was a bad move. It shouldn't have happened. So it's Mm. that. And then everybody knows that it's a ploy to get the belts off of the acclaimed onto FTR without damaging FTR. And like, that's insulting. I'm insulted by that. Um, And so like the gun club are just like kind of carrying the bag, basically. Like they're just like, they're just like the delivery service to FTR and it's not fair on them and it's not fair on the audience. And if I believed for even a single solitary second that FTR were actually going to go away forever, um, uh, I would um, be probably. <laughs> I, I, I have to agree that they are a delivery service, but oh my God, five stars, six stars, seven in the Tokyo Dome. They are fucking making a meal of it. Like, they are doing such a good job. They, and I, they, I, they are rising to the challenge. That is true. They are, they are really good wrestlers as well. Like, you cannot deny yeah. that, like, they deliver in the ring. They deliver out the ring. You put them on the mic. The way that they were screaming at FTRs, like, you have nothing to offer us. I was like, you fucking tell them. I loved it. Their promo on Dynamite when they were like, all you, you know, you went away for all this time and all you've done with it is just bitch and wine. And I was like, so true, bestie. So true. <laughs> keep telling the truth like i just think they're so they're so in tune with who they are they know exactly who they are we get so many tag teams that randomly just two people thrown together and it it, it's not that it doesn't mean anything but it doesn't mean as much and they are a true tag team and i i love to see it and i actually don't ftr are just they i never know how to feel i i hate what they do outside they've the ring they've disappointed you haven't 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 they? they've just they've disappointed me outside the ring but in the ring i get i get so caught in by what they're capable of like when i saw them and aussie open live like that match was incredible and i remember being like oh you know ftr would be good and then and the match was like oh it's so fucking good like they can really deliver because they know who they are as well they can really deliver something but then they open their mouths and it, uh, it the the glitter the shimmer falls off and it lands on the floor and they just wouldn't surprise me if they decided to go over to to the feds uh, the, the big oldies with the w um or stay either one Nothing really rocks my boat as to to what they could do. Um, And there is unfinished business in AEW between them and other tag teams. And I do think the acclaim deserves to be FPR. There's all kinds of of unfinished business in AEW because, like, like, TK drops uh, plot threads all the time. So, like, you know, whatever. So true. Yeah. You know, FTR doesn't really drive me wild. But do you know what does drive me wild? (laughs) Tell me all about it. Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite. Okay, so I want to talk. I do want to talk about like the Elite and like Elite storyline stuff and like interpersonal Elite stuff because like that's the kind of person that I am. Um, mm-hmm. But I um, I love Blackpool Combat Club. I love Blackpool Combat Club in the ring with my boys. I love uh, their Agents of Chaos 
beating people down. Like, I love it. I love it when a nasty you know, little heel group starts bullying other teams. I oh, absolutely. love it. I love watching you to bully people. I'm like, oh my God, I know. <laughs> I'm like, like your dad's bully people. Yeah, it's amazing. It was like you and all his dads coming to the ring. I'm like, go on, you, get him. Um, I do, I, uh, I do find it interesting now in terms of like, you know, they are nasty. They are nasty people now. Nasty boys. Nasty, nasty boys. What I think they've done really well is in, you know, with Vikingo and with Jeff Cobb, the, the thing, there's no story, blah, blah, blah. What they've gone, what they've done is they've, they've gone, hey. Here is the actual stories in AEW. We're going to sandwich uh-huh. these around these matches so that there is like these matches aren't just, uh, you know, showings from bell to bell. We've got some stuff around it that is uh, the actual full storyline. And these bell to bell moments are part of the unfolding bigger thing. And it, I think it has served the show so well. And it's meant yes. that when these matches finish, you keep watching you don't turn off, you know, right. once Kenny Omega hits the one, two, three. You stay because you know something's going to happen. Yes. And, yeah, I really uh, I really like that. Because, like, I love stuff that's just, like, this is a cool match bell to bell. And I don't think that, like, everything has to be intensely focused on the story at all times. Like, it really yeah. is There's a balance. as simple. There's a balance to strike yeah. with everything. It really is as simple as, like, having a light touch. Like, having, a having like, an altercation. Having a face-to-face. Like, having it. Like, it, it's, like little bits built out over time that weave into just like good effing wrestling you know so it's like how how do you feel about uh our cowboy wedge in all of this how do we how do we (laughs) i because i i i'm i'm living i've been accused of being a hangman girly and i that's fine i i don't pretend like i'm not um but i mean how how is it how is it resonating for you in in terms of all of the drama it's resonating extremely well for me (laughs) okay okay all right all right so last we talked last we talked we had that like all four of them in the ring together like they backed up hangman and then like kenny was like super not happy about it but i don't Mm -hmm. think we hit that bte right we didn't hit the bte after where matt did the sad texting no he hadn't he hadn't done it yet he hadn't done the sad texting yet. Okay, so like we'll 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 start there. I should have gotten some notes together. I'm so bad at keeping timelines in my head, but like I really want to like get into this. You know, it's it's so like that. So like they had that in altercation, and then Matt, he is always, and we've seen this, we've seen this with other storylines, we've seen this with like Adam Cole back in the day, we've seen this with Cody back in the day. Matt tends to be the one who does like like the outreach and trying to like put everybody in the get along shirt and do the why can't we be friends yes. um except when he doesn't and we can get into that later um <laughs> that's a whole different problem for Matt that's like a, that was a whole different thing there's just like the perfect character work in like 20 seconds of Matt getting everybody in a group chat right and trying to be like hey you know like let's chat like let's get it together and then mm-hmm. Nick backing his play by like changing the group chat name and like being super excited right because like that's kind of like Nick will 
do that. Like Matt decides that he wants to do something. He wants to bring someone into the fold. He wants to reach out. He wants to do whatever. And like Nick will back him up 100%. So that's what he does. A hangman is like cowboy emoji. It's not, <laughs> it's not committing to anything. But it's not not it's, committing to anything. <laughs> it's it's the little... tease of joy. He's not brave enough to say words. He's just like I'ma be I'ma just be me. I very much feel like um he knows he's the cowboy wedge and he wants to be more and he's kind of afraid think... to to not to not deliver on that in a way. I think... I think he's just like I think he's just very wary of that group dynamic. I think it for wasn't sure, very yeah. good for yeah. I I think I think he wasn't very um I think he wasn't treated very well before he left. I think that you know he felt a certain type of way when he was close with them that he didn't like feeling. And I also think I think that a hangman right now is a lot more cool with and like kind of certain of insofar as he's certain of anything of like the bucks right now but like kenny is a real wild card right mm-hmm. so i think he's just like very tentative of like getting back with his toxic exes and getting sucked into the same old patterns again yeah yeah and and i think that he knows that kenny isn't really about it and the thing about the bucks is that they don't ever choose anyone besides kenny like at the end of the day like if they can't convince kenny to bring somebody into the fold and they never can like they will choose kenny like they will drop the other person they will murder adam cole like they will you you know what i mean crimes were committed right so like that's just like kind of like how it goes all of the time and like one of the things like in like 2019 ish era one of the things that was really gutting for hangman is like how the elite were just like all about each other it's bucks and kenny uh, bucks and kenny bucks and kenny and he was really on the outside of that and it made him feel like shit and all they did was reinforce that um mm-hmm. and so i think like that's kind of driving a lot of his hesitancy right now for sure and kenny I mean... Kenny is not comfortable when the Bucks are not about him. Mm-hmm. It's just like ultimately the thing. Like they, just, like he just like always goes absolutely not so crazy when they're paying attention to anybody who's not him. Like it, it, like always, like every time. And you know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, Don had Kenny's phone and he left the group chat, right?" And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm kind of like not into the way that I... Don presence in this story is like removing agency from Kenny's poor decisions people forget how much drama intensity yearning there was between Kenny and Hangman when they were the tag champs Kenny was desperately reaching out for Hangman to meet him at his best tag self he was trying to capture a feeling that he had before that he thought he could he wanted so badly to make this work with Hangman and Hangman was so insecure that he couldn't give to it and Kenny tried so hard right and Adam was so insecure, hung up on himself, treated so poorly by his friends that he just, that burst out of every single one of his pores. And the more Kenny reached out, the more Adam pulled away. Um, And it deeply affected Kenny. You could see it. It, He tried so hard. You look at the stadium stampede, how like Hangman just Mm. fucked off, you know? I could talk about the stadium stampede for so long, but uh, like 
the way that like when they were in that bar and the only way Hangman was able to ever do his finisher on Jake Hager, Kenny had to physically bend over and like be the platform for Hangman to do his buckshot Larry. And I think that was just the most perfect metaphor that they were there fighting all that time and Hangman wanted to do it alone, but Kenny came and he couldn't do it. And then Kenny literally had to be the pillar for Hangman to be his best self. And it's, it, it still wasn't enough for Hangman in that time because he just was so blind to it all. And if that was your friend, they decided they want to come back into your life and you had all that unresolved shit and then you had a whole feud. Bro, I would leave the group chat. I would be like, mm, I, no. Like, I, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. But like I also I also think that like before we got to that point in the Hangman and Kenny story, there was there were a lot of ways where Hangman was asking for uh, yes. kind of like support or attention or what have you and like not getting it like like yeah. not getting it at all. So like before because like the thing about the thing about like that tag run is that Hangman did not want to be on that team, right? Yep. He wanted to, he wanted to go, he wanted to split off, he wanted to do his own thing because he felt like he wasn't being listened to. And like, lo and behold, he continues to not be listened to, and now he's stuck in this in this tag team. So before, like, there, before that, like, there was there was this moment. There was this absolutely devastating conversation on BTE between Kenny and Hangman. I can't remember what episode it was, but it was like it was like when they were like kind of like in that phase where they're adjusting and they're like not feeling very good and like Kenny is like very melancholy and yearning for Japan and he's kind of not mm -hmm. present for the Bucks and he's definitely not present for Hangman. And then like Kenny sits down with Hangman and he like has like just like this heartfelt like, I just think that, you know, you know, after everything and through everything, like, no matter what, as long as the Bucks and I have each other, everything's <laughs> going to be okay. Oh, and I looked at Hangman's face in that, like, cutting, brutal. Mm. I watched yeah. that man's guts spill on the floor in that moment and I'm like kind of not surprised that by the time Kenny was like reaching out to him it, it was, was a late. little bit too late for him you know yeah. like he was like he was done like it was too little too late he couldn't be there and like also he was too caught up in his own stuff to like really see the other people in his life and the way that they cared about him and that is a theme that we saw repeated with the Dark Order over and over again like that is definitely yeah. an aspect of hangman's character but he i has, think that he has bad friend disease and the codependency that is born out of nothing but good intentions that that don't know the way to go there's a lot of hurt there you know and like that, yeah. that's what's good about what he does in his relationships with other people when it comes it's why his chemistry with mox is absolutely fucking insane because right. there's so much to cut deep through. there's so many layers there to tap into yeah yeah and so like i think i think the thing like i i never want to 
to like I never want to make it look like oh this person is like the evil person and like this person is whatever whatever like like the elite and hangman are and always have been a toxic soup that's like what makes them interesting to me I actually don't ever want them to be healthy um it would be <laughs> like taking the jungle boy gimmick away from jungle boy for me like don't do it <laughs> do not make Very- them better I only want them to be worse there is nothing it's one of the most like absolutely like you know toxically but thrilling things about about hangman and kenny their tag run was can they fucking do it can they do they both have so many things that they had they did it and that was the the magical thing about it like it was kind of like man will will hangman actually tag kenny in can you know can kenny see this through like you know like it was so i i love that they were this tag team that was so intrinsically connected but also so deeply troubled by each other like it it would just make for such good watching and i I don't think people appreciate what that really was and of course they would have beef now like of course they have beef now they're not just gonna get along like it's not just gonna happen like that and nor should it like is that what you really want to watch you just want to watch the elite suddenly get on and everything be fine and then them get into a cage with the the backcourt combat club like no Mm, that doesn't make for good watching if you talking about you want story for your matches why should you care then my brother this is how you care right and like one of the things about the one of the things about the bucks and like the bucks like make like a lot of like snap decisions like out of emotion so like you know the way like the really like like awful and cutting way that they cut hangman out of the elite right or the way that they got so emotional against the golden lovers during their match together or like it just like it just like happens a lot with them but like the bucks toxic trait is trying to shove everyone in the get along shirt yeah um they do it every time and like they do it kind of like without acknowledging like that either harm was done or unreconcilable differences or are there or kind of just like ignoring the things that don't work like that's what happened with Adam and Kenny yep the Bucks were like this is my friend in America and this is my friend in Japan and I want all of my friends to be together and we'll be friends and like the problem between Adam and Kenny is that Kenny did not want them to have another friend (laughs) yeah yeah or at least a friend that could replace him or even like be on his level like rival him like kind of like rival his importance to them in their eyes like he could not he absolutely 100% did not want that and like you can't all be friends if that's your problem (laughs) yeah and I mean you know what get in the get along shirt it is now it's the it's uh I was gonna say a leaf unturned but it's a get along shirt unturned because the last time we saw Adam before he returned this week on Dynamite he Uh was he turned on the bucks he was being a little shithead he him and Jay White wherever you are please show your face at some point I want to know what the fuck you're doing careful what you wish for um, careful with that, careful with that God, monkey yeah, paw. WrestleMania is just around the corner. Um, careful. Uh, that, you know, it very much seems like there was going to be some Kenny Adam drama and there were some choices to be made and uh, Adam had officially chosen, um, well, Kyle is also... Gonna- still injured and Bobby RAP so like with and with, clearly, you know, Adam has come back is. Uh, huge face I think, I think, it's well, undeniable. I think 
Well, I, I think they're gonna let the let the soup simmer before they add that ingredient. But I think yes, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. Where it's on the cutting board, it's gonna be there. It, I'm patient. It is for sure. I think we're now further from it um, than ever. We than are a we little were. further from it, but I think um, that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But yeah, not, I do just, think isn't it fascinating to see how everybody how, how they're all faces now. Like what? <laughs> like I, how far we've um, come? How things have changed? Libby, every time you changed. tell me, Libby, every time you tell me that the elite are faces, you deal me psychic damage. <laughs> Listen, I do they, not acknowledge they... this. I don't acknowledge this. No, like they, Listen, they Listen. are who they are. I am not assigning faces. I am not assigning heels. They are exactly who they are. I, no, they're. <laughs> their Mm-mm. intentions give them give them give them one excuse to be evil and they'll be back on their bullshit oh, okay well like, that's I don't... well that's the elite yeah that's the elite always uh yeah so they are so... they are not running rampant as of the moment which of course it does disappoint me well, deeply they're a little bit favorite. they're a little bit busy with their relationship drama and there's nothing wrong with a, that um a lot of relationship drama um and yeah. and so adam's back he had his match with good old Danny G, which I really enjoyed. I love. I mean, how, how could you not? Like, absolutely. It's very interesting watching them to see almost the the spirit of kind of a young Adam Cole in Daniel Garcia. That just absolute shithead attitude that I just, yeah. I just love to watch it. Like, it emanates off of Danny so well and i enjoy it so much and he's his own monster as well he's his own beast i just i really really love watching daniel garcia at the moment and i just think this was like such a good match for him and such a like nice way to bring adam in like to have a quality match with someone and also get the w you know uh i'm not sure how i feel about a program with him and jericho (laughs) I'm I'm sure about how I feel, and how I feel is leave her alone. Get a job. <laughs> we are going to have a lot. Oh yeah, he's through. just going to be in the Jericho voice, stuck in the Jericho voice. Like, for he's going to be on the charcuterie of Jericho snacky snacks for the foreseeable future. I... He has no friends, so he's gonna he's gonna be stuck with them for for, for just as long Here's... as Ricky was. Speaking of the Jericho vortex, I miss. 2.0 so much i miss I them. them i love i love them when they came I in love i love them with daniel garcia i love them as a tag team like I, they are more than like makes daddy magic's nipples hard like every once in a while to pop some laughter like they're mm-hmm. more than that like they're better performers than that i the miss them so bit much. that they did when they like took them I, out yeah i was like, getting to that i was getting to that because i was like i was like there is nothing in the world that I want more than for 2.0 to like do literally anything with the acclaimed. I miss my boys. I want the acclaimed <laughs> with them. Like yeah. all I want, all I want in the world. And that monkey's paw curled because they were like, maybe join the JAS. And I'm like, absolutely not. Just like, Jericho <laughs> doesn't need to be there. He doesn't need to be there. He's caught up with Danny. He's caught up with Adam Cole. Like, he's distracted. Just like, let 2.0 do something yeah. on their own. Well, that's so over. It's crazy. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to use this to, to pivot to probably... 
we're over an hour, so I think this should be our last subject. RIP to our, uh, to our other. But notes. I have so much but, more to talk about. But all access, all access. All so access. okay, AEW's new reality show, uh, filling uh the spot of roast the top a rich text as you describe it something that you have watched deeply i have not okay. uh i i i enjoy your interpretation of it i'm it's it's not for me it's not for me i this... i i am here for all of my girlies out there who do not want to engage <laughs> with this like this reality tv show nonsense i see you I hear you. I am eating it up with the spoon and I will give you the choicest cuts so that you don't have to you don't have to get into it. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to do it. It's fine. I I can definitely see I say I never watched it. I saw some of it. I saw bits and bobs. This is definitely mm-hmm. all access is not the same beast as Rose the Oh, not that at is all. It is not it is still all. and I haven't watched reality TV in quite a while. Uh and it's still jarring to me to watch because American reality TV is fucking nuts. You do not see a shot last longer than like That's 20 true. seconds. If you see something for That's 20 true. seconds, you're you're essentially in the in the feature film segment of this. That episode. is a um, that is a problem with a lot of American <laughs> production. I mean, Just so I am endless. I have been girded. My roommate has been watching uh RuPaul's Drag Race constantly for months. Love a bit um, of RuPaul. So I'm a little I'm I'm I, I've gotten inoculated to the whole reality TV show vibe. So I'm ready. So like Rose to the Top was like really interesting because like it was very much like textually like a piece of the Codyverse. Um yes. and it yeah. was just like it was really interesting to read what was going on with Cody like at the time that Roads to the Top was set and then watch Roads to the Top and like see certain stuff. It was just anyway, we don't need to get into that. We're doing all uh AEW all access. And I, so basically this first episode, it follows Brit and Adam, Sammy and Ty. Brit especially. Brit is, was like the main character so, of this opening episode. And, and, and the Bucks, right? This yeah. spicier than I thought it was going to be. Brit got very spicy about like the Thunder Rosa situation. And they were straight into it. They was That was like the first thing like, that came up they, was Brit's like, mad at they, Thunder Rosa. Like, yeah, like they're mad. And, you know, like I'm, that's like one of the things that I'm not really going to speculate on. One of the things that I will say is that they were trashing the concept of like the interim championship. And, like, yeah, interim championships are bad and dumb and we shouldn't do them. I agree. Like, regardless of like what happened with Thunder Rosa, what she's doing or how she's doing or blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I love her. I would like to see her back, but like, that's neither here nor there. Uh, interim championships are bad and dumb. Do not do them. So that's kind of my thing I with was, that. I, I didn't expect the Bucks to be in this or Kenny, you know, um, and. I have to say so, it was a I it was kind of weird but really exciting that they were in it and like it was very like huh like I I was very dubious when it was like and you'll see the young bucks in the show and I was like will they I don't know about that and uh they're very much um, you know very a much a slice of, of the show you know they're very it's so much, interesting very much to me storyline. yeah it's so interesting to me how they would not consent to have their 
faces on Cody's show. Could not use that image. Yep. Like could not use their image. There's a scene where like Matt's face is blurred out and in Rose to the Top. And it's like so wild to me that they would not consent to be on this show, but they are going to be, they are on this all access. And like it, I, you know, if you haven't seen it, they're basically like what happened in September was uh, a black mark on our career and it sucked and well, we hated it. And we do not want to talk about it. And then they didn't talk about it and they were just talking about the comeback and that's it yeah that's it on the subject and you know the what? yes queen give us nothing <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about you know basically they've been having a really rough time it kind of like follows them as they're coming back like they start two weeks before full gear um and they follow them like as they're like coming back into the space and they're like greeting everybody i thought it was so cute like how, pulling like, up mid-interview <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. Um, that was really fun. I loved like the like the the big hug from Eddie Kingston, and then now this place feels like home. Like really got me mm-hmm. for clumps. Uh, like it really it really got me in the feels that one. Um, I do think this is going to be very interesting for for Sammy and Ty as well. I mean, and they talk about oh, how yeah. Ty was just on the like the hottest baby face run. Yeah, and then yeah, by so by version. <laughs> by relationship yeah. to, to so, Sammy. So I, 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 I wanted like, to, yeah, <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did want to talk about that, right? So Sammy was like, man, I feel so bad because Ty was like on this hot baby face run and I completely derailed it. And I was like, yeah, like you kind of did. Here's the thing. It was really off. Like the social media, like whatever was really awful around the two of them. Like that was none of our business. And like the way, like the way the piranhas went at them was like really awful. Um, and I, and I hated that. Like, you can feel however you want to feel about like, whatever, but it's not your life and it's not your relationship. So like, there is that, but like, also it's none of our business, which means it doesn't need to be on TV. And Mm. like, the thing is, I don't care what people do in the privacy of their own homes, but I would prefer heterosexuality not be shoved in my face. (laughs) And you see, this is, (laughs) I think, this is the vehicle for them that I think they're hoping. You know, everyone wants romance and wrestling. Everyone keeps talking about this is something they want to experiment with and they want to do. And they've, they kind of tried it with Adam and Britt before and it didn't work. I don't want them to really do it with Adam and Britt. Adam and Britt so far have been like off doing their separate thing and very much their separate characters. And we know that we're together, that they're together, but like we don't have to have them together all the time. And uh, like, I like that. We've done that with other couples. Like Kip and Penelope were like that really fun like I thought that oh, they great. were fun. I I thought it was fun. Like they were doing like that obnoxious. We're so like obnoxious together thing. I don't know why yeah. it hit for me when it was Kip and Penelope, and it doesn't hit for me when it's Sammy and Ty. But like the thing is, they're really like, and you know, if they decide together that they want to be on TV together, like I guess. But like I don't think I don't like it. Like I think that people in a couple can like do their own things and like have their own story that like isn't just like this is my real life husband and I I think people are kind of like I know I'm like a little bit resentful of that because it's like yeah 
part of the reason why I hated the 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 Sammy and Ty thing on television was because I feel like it really derailed Ty as her own individual character right yeah now it's not ty it's not ty conti it's sammy and ty and like ty conti was on this really like hot baby face run and then there was all this controversy about her and sammy's relationship which again i think was stupid but like for you to like have all of that controversy and then start making out on television and then get surprised when like suddenly ty is not a baby face anymore like i'm sorry bro like that's on you like you did that i feel like um i don't know how successful this will be and if it will resonate with anyone we'll have to see how the episodes play out but there's definitely an emotional storyline coming for sammy Guevara, which again i'm not sure how it's gonna hit in terms of if they will acknowledge it as the series plays out on Dynamite and Rampage and whatever, uh, if it will change anything uh, and if people will be receptive to it at all, there's something about Sammy that people just hate. They love to hate him. Um, He's got such a punchable face. Yeah, man. He just like, and he, and it, it just, it's just real natural for him, you know? And uh, it's, I'm very curious to see, you know, there was this, when they did the Bret Hart Cup and Adam and Britt, you know, they were heels through that tournament and they both cheated to win. And it was like, oh man, you know, you know really solidifying them at the top of the card. And then like the whole mood shifted and it became this very twee, smiley, soft situation and everyone was cheering and celebrating. And I was like, um, what? hang on, this is a real shift. And it was kind of like, look at these this couple together doing this. And it was like, okay, okay, hang on first of all they did this separately of their own volitions two they just like they were absolute savages to win we can't just flip the script and like suddenly they're they're just gonna stand there all nicey nicey and and everyone does the clappy clappy it's like the tone is that's not and yeah and and I just was kind of like this isn't this isn't the couple moment. This isn't the nicey nicey couple moment. Like the to- the, this 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 isn't the time for it. And I think they was do want to do that. Was with that Britain the Britney Adam. stole my kiss night? Oh, I don't know. Was it? I don't remember. Uh, there was there was one with the with the bucks. Oh no, that's when that's when they were doing the thing with Orange Cassidy between Adam oh, okay. and Orange Cassidy, okay. and yeah. they had Brit <laughs> come out, and then Brit got. Uh, I think like Adam was gonna jump punch orange on the side and then brit was suddenly there and he he hit brit instead she went through a table and that basically set up the feud for for orange gotcha, gotcha, and adam gotcha. Culp. and that was when with britney britney stole my kiss that was when that happened yeah when she was, stopped yeah. when she stopped the box yeah with like i you know with like brit and adam like they kind of like get like they're they're on thin ice but like I don't mind like an occasional I don't mind like an occasional like this was like a big moment and like you want no, your partner like, in the ring with you. I don't mind this, that. This was perfect. This was like totally the right moment. And if that's the road that they, they're gonna walk for a bit, then like now it fits. Before I feel like they tried to to force it in places where it, it didn't work when they were independently being assholes and then 
they were supposed to be number one love couple of the year it was kind of like i yeah. i it's a little it's you're not wrong they are together and like it's nice but like uh it's yeah, not yeah. really the moment I, for it now now's the moment yeah, for it and, and i think they really want to they really want to make it feel like it's intrinsic that you as with all their stuff that you kind of need to watch x to to understand why and they're, they're definitely gonna hard push for you for people to watch uh all access in terms of what yeah. happens in dynamite they're gonna try and link it for sure i think yeah and i think for like the sammy and ty thing you know like i was watching it and i was like yeah you know like they're cute i guess and like it must be really hard for them to like have their relationship like be so hated like if they like love each other so much and they're married and whatever and like i get that i understand that but like you also went and made your relationship everybody's business like on tv Mm -hmm. like you made that like part of your story and like we hate it sorry like we think the story sucks and yeah and i don't like, and nobody really asked for it either it wasn't like and nobody asked need. for it and it's like and then and then ty just becomes sammy's manager basically like, i wonder how much they her whole thing and like and that is like that's like also like in the women's division when there's like when we get like so little of like of content like with the women's division and like every single woman like has to fight so hard to like stand and like get over and like try to do mm-hmm. like with the limited time that they have and Ty is get like just kind of like is getting absorbed into standing around for the men who get to wrestle same with Anna J. it's like yeah. really upsetting and i think that for me every time like i'm seeing them make out besides like it gross besides like all of that like it just like makes me really sad that like i can't see ty away from sammy anymore like i can't see her do her own thing i can't see her stand alone and be independent ages now because they're in a reality show where they're together (laughs) it's gonna be it's got it's gonna be it's gonna be hard i'm 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 very interested to see where this goes even though this was was coco bananas cuts and like a million vts and like yeah so much so here's a city here's someone wrestling here is another shot of someone walking it's a lot to take in but it's very fascinating and i i'm just so curious i wonder how much they filmed before that they can't use after a quote-unquote brawl out um i am just i'm just like huh what what i want to know i want to know what rose to the top season two was ah yeah oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, but yeah I like what, that's what, what I want. The been... lost tapes. The lost the lost the lost tapes. Uh well, we've been going at it for nearly an hour and a half here. It's nearly midnight in the UK. MX, okay. take us out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to All Elite Listening. Please check out the other podcasts on the WrestleIn Network, Flight of Five, Ace Tuckers, Ocean Cyclone Show, Pearlvision, Tokyo Josie, Freedom Fighters, and Into the Wrestleverse. Uh, plus, new Patreon videos are coming and maybe some other podcasts. I don't know, maybe. Simply search WrestleIn wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can find me on Twitter at Fake Sport Feel. And you can find me on Twitter at Libby underscore Cadman. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>